Hello, and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. This is episode 105. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. Uh, this week, as it is a five episode, is our top five week. And we are doing top five westerns. Yeah. Um, this is our first top five since we did all of the decade stuff, particularly our yep. 90s uh, trip through the 90s. Yeah, we... we... Um, Took, so, took a needed break and and, and watched some watch some films and, and talked about so them. This, yeah, so this will be like the return of just normal mm-hmm. regular old top fives. Yeah, um, with varying themes. Uh, yeah, and westerns is something we we knocked about for quite some time, but there was always yeah. other stuff that I was mean, pushing it's, it. It's such a specific yeah. genre; it's you got to get around to it at some point. Yeah, we've done horror, you know, we've done so uh, time travel and. <laughs> all I, kinds of stuff I feel actually like it, westerns is an interesting one like genre wise yeah. because like it's very specific like when you say oh a western film mm-hmm. everyone knows what you're talking about mm-hmm. but then as you like kind of like deep dive into westerns like yeah, yeah well, well, it, well western is is I'm way, gonna address that yeah western is way less like genre than setting uh well yes and no <laughs> I'm, I'm I have opinions about that yeah because um. Okay, so for my list, I don't know what you did for your list, mm. and I don't care, okay, because it's your list. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, whether I agree or not. For my list, uh, I stuck to like the classic interpretation noticed, of Western. Yeah, like I've noticed that there's a tendency if you look at certain types of lists that are out there in the world. Yeah. The definition of what is included as westerns has become almost absurdly broad. Yeah. Everything that has like a influence of like western tropes mm-hmm. or setting seems to what? be considered oh. like western. Are they using revolvers? Are they wearing Oh, t- not even the, not oh, even that specific. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. more broad than yeah, that, yeah. right? Like, you know, so we've we've reached a point where it's kind of like I mean, well, it is a it is a style that gets a lot of crossover. Yeah, like you have vampire westerns, you have horror westerns, you have drama yeah, westerns. But like, you know, for like, example, uh, like for example, as you said, mm, horror western. For example, Near Dark is often it, it, yeah. as like a western. Western, but like, what really is western about? I mean, only in the absolute broadest sense. It's a contemporary setting. Yeah, it's, it's yeah because it's not even it's, it's a, not even like old west. It's a it's, it's like a like a western like a south southwestern like America yeah. sort of setting. Yeah, kind of ruralish setting. But I mean, you could find yeah. that in anything. Like yeah. like that just that alone does automatically makes it a western. Yeah, and then having certain elements that are somewhat western influenced. You know, like like if you have a if you have like a tavern that they go into and like have a drink and a fight breaks out, does that make it a western? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's did, did, you're getting way too broad. Did they ride horses? Yeah, is it a western? Is horses at any point in the, in, then it's a western. Yeah, yeah. It's getting way too broad yeah. at that point. Well, you know, it's and I think like that problem. Yeah, not exclusive to western. Like no, it's not. We see but, that all over the place. Where right. like what we def- like what. And, and this is probably you know go back to more like yeah. this what, what in the by the time the seventies were around what you could define as like these kind of genre films yeah. like it's gotten looser and looser and looser and like sci fi doesn't quite mean 
the yeah. same anymore. But see, uh, uh, for me, at least with science fiction... Well, being the fact that you, you have you, an overall... Uh, be, well, it, well, because what's half of science fiction? Yeah. Fiction. Which kind of means you can kind of more or less anything goes. Well, but thing, like, while, like, old, well, like, I don't know, like, Western is like, well, that's kind of, like, you know that based on Earth. Yeah. Based in give or take a certain place, give or take a certain time. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've, I've tried to basically limit myself to things that are very clearly just a straight up Western. Yeah, cla- the classical there Western. There would be no yeah. ambiguity about yeah. like, what would you call this? No. This is clearly a no. Western. I'm, it's not I'm a, with you there. It's yeah. not a drama. It's not like a contemporary drama with Western elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a, you know, a Western. It's not, you know, like a whatever. You yeah. know, like, I mean, name your odd thing uh, here. You, you know, it could be you can say Western, as you said, uh, or, you know, we're, whatever, we're, right? We're, we're, uh, this is top five wild westerns or old westerns, because yeah, I it's mean, d- definitely more much more that more yeah, or less. Yeah, 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 yeah because yeah. that to me is like what mm-hmm. a western is. Yeah. Now, even within that, there can be a fair amount of variety. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it should always be very clear. Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah, clearly a western. Like yeah. if there's any room for debate or ambiguity, mm-hmm. then to me that doesn't count. Like that's its okay. own thing, and I'm sure. This is probably not on your list. Yeah. Uh, it's not on my list. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future 2. Considered Western. You mean 3. Uh, 3. Sorry, 3. Yeah. Western. Well. And I'm like, technically, yeah. 99% of the movie takes place in the West. There, there, yeah, there's a there's a strong Western element. Element to it. But it, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be the first for, thing you would I say. You wouldn't say, oh, it's a Western. When I came across that, I was both, yeah. I was both like, what? And Oh, I guess there's a point. He, he has would, a point. But I would still say a movie like that, because it genuinely takes place in the Old West and uses it's more Western very than traditional than Western tropes and a, more of a Western than yeah, Near yeah, Dark yeah. or like Old uh, No Country for Old Men, mm. which is also often cited as a Western. Western yeah. You know, that's not a Western. That's a <sighs> that's a modern crime yeah. story, right? Yeah. Sure, it has some minor Western yeah. like. Uh, elements of influence from westerns I, but it's not you would never say that it, it is a it western may be, it may be a bit stodgy it's to say way but, too but I, I, I definitely way feel like definition. there was a certain year yeah. where if your movie takes place after that yeah. it can't be considered a western anymore it could take place in the west there is some very interesting <laughs> um, some interesting variations on that idea though Yeah, and I'll get to that and, and I guess okay and, and when I say takes place in the west I yeah. clearly don't mean like Old West America, because mm-hmm. there's plenty of good westerns that say take place in like Australia yeah. and places like that that I mean, had a similar culture. At a similar the Old time. West of America is your. I mean, it's classic, the iconic. I mean, yeah. that's your iconic thing, and that's where most of them are going to be. But yeah. even if they're not even made there, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so that's my general approach. Yeah. I I pretty much um, pretty much the same I, thing. I went yeah. not to the same degree, obviously, because my knowledge. I've never been like a huge Western guy. Um, but I do, there are a few that I appreciate a lot. There's mm-hmm. a few particular types of Westerns that I appreciate a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few that I'm very familiar with, uh, but not very many. And then after that, there's a lot that I've like seen over the years, but you know, it's like, I saw it once 20 years ago when yeah. I happened to see it and I, I may probably haven't seen it since kind of thing. Um, so it's like, there's a lot of that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, by no means... Am I a Western expert? 
or yeah. a particular enthusiast of this uh, genre. I do like a few of them a lot, but you know, uh, there are people out there who know a lot more about it than me. Uh, my list probably is not very. You know, there's probably a lot of better ones than what would be on my list. Maybe. Um, I mean, some of the ones on my list are obviously like very acknowledged classics that, yeah, yeah. that anyone would agree were great, but it also somewhat reflects just my personal experience. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's the purpose of people it, right? who really know their westerns yeah, yeah. probably know better, like which mm-hmm. ones are really well, the better ones. It's definitely when you look at you know, like so say I a lot claim... of like like online lists. Yeah, you, you, the top five, top ten of those lists. You see the same movies come yeah. up and again and so again I, and again. So I don't claim again, to so. really know yeah. the genre that well compared to, say, other genres. Mm. Um, so on that note or in that regard, mm. um, I sort of I approach this a little bit like the way we did um, the horror stuff uh, in the sense that I tried to be like as comprehensive about – Oh, know, okay. Like I have a lot of honorable mentions – yeah, me because too. Because I wanted to be really comprehensive about, like, this is my definitive take on mm-hmm. westerns. But because it's a genre that I don't know nearly as well as, say, horror, yeah. uh, it's not nearly as huge and in-depth as the horror one was. I mean, I that was, like, multiple pages for me, practically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Notes, right? Because, I mean, that and that was, like, still, like, one of our longest podcasts ever. Yeah. This won't be anywhere near that. It's two parts. <laughs> well, I split it in half because it was so big. It was over two hours, um, yeah. So, so um, this won't be anywhere near that mm-hmm. because they're just simply I just don't know as much about it. Yeah. Whereas like horror, obviously I know a lot about. Um, but in terms of my approach to it, I took a similar approach, just mm-hmm. not as knowledgeable, obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, I have um, so uh, for just uh, some special uh, mentions first okay. because uh, just uh, a quick recap of of ones that I've previously used. Mm-hmm. Um, on other lists. Um, uh, so I wanted to mention um, uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm. Uh, 1966. It was on the 60s. It's one of my absolute favorite yeah. westerns, and it was actually on my actual 60s list. So mm-hmm. it's, I like it so much that it's yeah. actually... It's a decade. Com- yeah. It's competing with every other movie. So it, that was on that list. Um, similarly, A Fistful of Dollars, that, that being the third part of the Dollars, dollars really, yeah, yeah. Fistful of Dollars, the first part of the Dollars Trilogy 1964, mm-hmm. that was on my remakes list, because yeah. it's a remake of Yojimbo. Um, Unforgiven, 1992, was on the uh, Oscar, Oscar Pictures list. list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Maverick, which gets into... That was on our 90s. Like, is it really a Western? I mean, it is. It is definitely a Western. It's definitely a Western, but it's kind of more of like a comedy adventure movie first it, i but i feel like it because it, you could take the basic storyline and you could put it in and you could put it anywhere yeah. and it would still work it doesn't really depend upon being a western, a western. No, no but it's 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 genre is it's, it's like a, gambling caper yeah and it's setting is the and west sort of comedy yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean it's that's yeah. that one's kind of uh, it's it's on my also rounds just edge, because but, but yeah I yeah. love obviously I love it yeah, yeah, we just yeah. recently we talked about, about it in the nineties list the nineties yeah. list yeah. Um, I believe I, it was we we both I love that film had that very high so rate, I had yeah. to mention it but yeah. it's definitely one of those ones that straddles the borderline yeah because being a western isn't really the key to to the movie yeah um, so yeah so those are those one those yeah. are the ones that I've already covered so that's almost like an alternate top five because that's yeah. like there's four there that I've you know, really like that I've mm. expressed things about before, talked about before, 
Um, but you know, I, I wanted to just put those aside so that we could talk some, about some other yeah. stuff that are more specifically just to the, to mm-hmm. the Western genre. All yeah. right. Um, anything, uh, yeah. Oh, for me, preamble wise, I'm like, I, in some ways, like I kind of don't like my list. Oh, weird. Because like I like all the movies on my list. Yeah. But, um, I guess sort of two things. One, uh. I like them all more or less kind of like equally. So like ranking them was tough. And also a lot of these films I have not seen in quite some time. Oh yeah. Well, I'm in the same boat. I know I like I really should have prepared for this better, but Uh, I didn't didn't really have a lot of time. It was, I kind of, I I thought about it and then I was like, like we we knew for about two weeks or so we were going to do this. Well, we'll probably more than that. But I was like, do I really want to try and like, I suspected it was coming soon for quite a long time. Do I really want to try and watch like, 10 westerns yeah. in the next month. Wow. I'm like, it's a, mm. yeah. So I did a lot of trailer watching, which actually really helped. <laughs> okay. Because it really jostled a lot of memories. Yeah, and you were like, and, oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's like, what that looks oh, like. Oh, awfulest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, yeah. Uh, but, um, okay. Yeah. So, but other than that, I'm more or less same, same, same bit as you. Uh, uh, the, Maverick was one of those like, Mm, kind of really want to put it on the list. Yeah, it's kind but, of straddling the but, line. But straddling, also, we talked the hell out of it when of we did course, our 90s yeah. list, so we, that was fun. It, so. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's... Uh, uh, good, the bad, and the ugly, also, I, sh- I should mention, uh, same thing, yeah. uh, n- not on my list, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the same reason. Yeah. Um, uh, it, well, f- for the same reason, and more like, I would kind of just want to put the whole trilogy yeah. as a, as a category. that's fair, too. And, and I was like, well, and also, we've given all of that a lot of discussion. Yeah, fair and enough. so I felt especially okay. With, I felt okay with leaving it Especially because we talked about Good Land and the and we've talked about Fistful of Dollars. Fistful of Dollars, yeah. Um, so the other thing I sort of did uh, was I... Um, each of my films mm-hmm. on my actual main list, my Oh, five, we're going to talk about your films. My films. Okay. Uh, on my five. Okay. Um, each from a different decade. So they kind of oh. represent a little bit of a different you know, uh, the evolution of films over that time. Hmm. Sort of. I mean, not really, because, you know, they're, especially with Westerns, because they have such a specific setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over time. Well, how that's... How aside that's, from the... Sh- how that's shown changes yeah, a lot, you know. It, it does to a degree, but in a way, especially in the last few decades, it hasn't really changed that much. That's know? true, that's I'd true. I'd say... Yeah. At, since since the introduction of the rating system replacing the code and stuff and the fact that you can kind of depict whatever you kind of want content wise uh starting with the mm. end of the end of the 60s especially after that the variation on how westerns were presented didn't really change that much yeah, yeah like yeah. since since like 1969ish they haven't really changed too much mm-hmm. uh, compared to how they changed, say, from like you know 1950 yeah, to yeah. 1969. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, like yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fifties, like like, well, you compare like yeah, like the the John Wayne era yeah. of westerns. Like fifties to... westerns seem yeah. kind of you know much more dated now than yeah. say a western even from like the seventies. Yeah, because they still make westerns now very similar, similar style to the, 70s, to the way yeah. they made them in the seventies. You yeah. know, to a large degree. Um, oh. A... Not in every case. My list but. is so close to being all from different decades. Oh, it's fine. It <laughs> I mean, I didn't force it. It just seemed mm. like something that worked well. Yeah. Anyways, um, don't really know who's going first. 
uh, this is the beginning of a new year of the yeah yeah, yeah well because so really, um, it, it was really it gave, well episode one hundred was a joint venture yeah it's uh, right. joint venture a joint venture um uh so is, uh, it is a what we've watched the first joint sure right. uh, it doesn't really first. matter right. I mean whatever we start here we can um, continue with all right um so my first one yep. is um from two thousand eight. Uh, it's not my most recent one. Okay. Uh, but it, I, it, oh, oh. one more thing before we start. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that we're probably going to have a lot of very different picks, not too much crossover. Do you, yeah, do you feel I, and I'm, I'm fairly sure just because I think, um, uh, for well, what? it's, we're both going to have movies we both like. Yeah. Our particular, like, higher-end preferences yeah. are going to be slightly yeah, different. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. All right, sorry, go ahead. 2008. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so it's from 2008, um, although it, it didn't have a uh, Western release till 2010. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw it a, a, Western after that. Release. A Western release. Yeah. Um, good, good one. And it's uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. Okay. Which, um, it's not my number five, yeah. uh, because uh, the weird part of it it puts it in the. It's a slightly looser western. Yeah. Um, than, I, I actually haven't I mean, seen it. Still, it's not. So. It's not um, like Wild Wild West or anything like oh. that. <laughs> wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the only good thing out of that movie it, it came from that movie is that it, at least you can joke about that stupid song. <laughs> you can make a joke about a dumb song in that movie. Yeah. Um, maybe the robot spider was alright, but but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. The good, the bad, and the weird. Um, I think it's a little bit of a lesser known, uh, beca- being that it uh, foreign language, yeah. um, directed by uh, Kim Ji Woon, yeah. um, who it's Korean, Korean. Yeah, thank you. Notably, uh, from uh, an American watcher's uh, view, did uh, the Last Stand, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that came out uh, a few oh, yeah, years yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. 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 right. Um, I about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, takes place in, it's also late Western because it takes place in, uh, the 1930s. Oh, wow. Which is like way at the kind of like, not technically Western. Not, I mean, in some ways not technically Western at all. Um, but like the characters are all like super Western, like, uh, like, like, like genre types, like, um, character types, um, it's all horseback riding and pistols and it's a train robbery. Um, but, uh, it's a, I think it, it's as close as you're going to get to a mashup between, um, uh, the, um, Magnificent Seven and something, uh, a little more, um, a a little, like, a little kind of like modern where, um, they take the like sort of the concept of the characters from the movie, each with the very distinct personalities and stuff like that, and then give it sort of a and again being a, uh, a Korean, a, a lot of the uh, the character types are a little bit different than you get in like a, a American Western. Um, but it's it's quirky, uh, weird. It's uh, got a great like uh, pacing throughout it. It's like super like action packed. Um, uh, where the the characters all have like real like a lot of one on one time um, with each other, uh, so you you get like a lot of that that very like that Western like uh, I, I wish I had better word for it uh, words for it I, know, I have the best words I don't have the best words today um, you know in westerns where like the characters like duh, duh, and I, I say the lines and I 
you know, the very Clint Eastwood style line delivery. They do a lot of that, um, again, translated, but, you know, the dialogue comes across the same. Um, so it's got both a, like a, a good feel like to the old Westerns, but it also a very modern likes kind of take on it. The, the style of, of filming is, is quite modern. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, again, I, it's the most recent one I've seen. So that's why it's a little lower on the list. Um, uh, but yeah, it's good. It's, um, you know, it's got the, your typical main good guy and then the main bad guy. And he's basically being hunted by him. The good guy's got his friends you know, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I like it a lot. It's, uh, maybe, maybe because it's also one of the most recent ones I've saw seen. It's a little fresher in my memory than some of the other ones, which is one of those things I always, um, doing these top five lists when I come across a movie that's very recent that I haven't seen or, or even that I haven't seen at all. I try to like, oh, I should watch that before doing the top five list. I always have a fear that like, oh, because I saw it most recently and it's fresher in my mind, I'm going to place it Oh, I remember more of this, so I'm going to say, like, think more about it and put it higher on the list than maybe it would deserve if I had seen it at the same time as the other films I had seen on the list. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's my, my, my number five. Good, bad, and weird. Now, since you haven't seen it, a lot to talk about there, but yeah. 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 Alright. Yeah. Uh, my number five is my 90s pick. Okay. Um, it's from 1993. Okay. It's uh, Tombstone. Tombstone! Alright! Uh, Excellent. So, uh, Tombstone is um, about the whole thing with the Wyatt Earp and yeah. you know, the, his brothers and the you know, the, the gunfight mm-hmm. OK Corral and all that kind of stuff um, as well as the, the old Earp Vendetta mm-hmm. Uh, afterwards where um, the the cowboys which are like their opponents in the gunfight mm-hmm. um, capital T capital C they the then, cowboys they then try yeah. to get revenge for the gunfight mm-hmm. um, and one of the brothers gets hurt and another one gets killed mm-hmm. later on um, and so then Wyatt Earp decides that um, you know he has to take the law into his own hands now because it doesn't seem like there's a bunch of legal stuff where it, <clears throat> it doesn't seem like the Cowboys are going to be held accountable, so he goes after them on a vendetta mm-hmm. uh, with a posse. Um, and, um, yeah, Tombstone is a little bit more of a... Like, it came out about six months before the um, movie Wide Earp with Kevin Costner, yeah, which is more of like a epic drama type of version. Well, it's a Kevin Costner film. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> um, and Tombstone is generally regarded as like the more kind of like actiony, more kind of like mm. uh, sort of popular. Type yeah, of, yeah, you yeah. know, as opposed to sort of a more. Drama uh, type I, I think it's it's the one that people remember. <laughs> uh, generally, yeah. yeah, yeah um, you know. It has um, a really great cast with oh, like yeah. Kurt Russell plays Wider Earp, and there's you know Bill Paxton, of, Sam Elliott. Yeah, those are those plays brothers. Yeah, and um, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer's Doc Holiday, which yeah. is de- definitely probably the most sort of talked about mm-hmm. or remembered thing about this, um, is that performance. So it's good, been really highly praised. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I mean, Dennis Quaid um, played Doc Holiday in Wider Earp, and he did great yep. too. Um, and there was a lot of talk about like, cause he, you know, he kind of, he, he was sort of doing like the, the kind of, um, 
the thing you kind of hear about actors doing stuff a lot now where like he like lost a lot of weight to sort of look like more like the yeah. sort of sickly kind of physical look mm-hmm. that uh, of the doc Doc holiday because he had tuberculosis and um all this kind of stuff so i mean he really kind of threw himself so i mean his he was great too but val kilmer in in tombstone is usually Mm. the one that people talk about the most and uh was really the standout thing of the film and i really like val kilmer Mm -hmm. and um he had that that great mustache well everybody does yeah well everybody has the facial hair is amazing tombstone (laughs) is perhaps best known yeah for the mustaches the facial hair facial uh, um because they went back and it's like very historically like accurate like they went back and actually like the, the pencil mustaches they, they checked the little... all they checked all the actual like what mm-hmm. they actually had and um they um the actors all grew them mm-hmm. for real and stuff they were all like real um and just um yeah oh yeah Powers Booth is in that too yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's yeah. crazy cast like mm-hmm. a crazy cast it's just one of those movies that's just like you're just like wow really yeah them and them and them and them and them um well, and, uh, yeah it's just it's I'm, just good this is it, actually it definitely has like mixed like it's not universally praised or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's like it's but, in the high seventies in on Rotten Tomatoes. But it's just but. kind of, um, but it's just a good. And there's not a lot of really good examples of westerns from that era. Like, you know, the nineties are kind of not, yeah, not not huge Which is, westerns. I think it definitely helped that. Um, the few that there like, are is usually the the kind of you know the Costner esque the Costner esque stuff, more yeah. drama epic ones. Uh, I think um, westerns often, as some I've noticed, seem to be able to grab like a lot of big actors. Yeah. Um, and I'm I think it's just because it's especially and I would say big actors. I mean big well, actor, big modern make, day actors. They make so few. Few that, the chance to hop on. Yeah. Like something every, like every a actor, Tombstone or every a, actor you know, wants to do a good Western at some point because mm. that was such a classic yeah. thing. That was such a big part of being an actor, like mm-hmm. in the old, you know, classic days of, yeah. of Hollywood and stuff like that. Like, like Westerns were mm. such a huge genre, uh, formerly. Yeah. And, um, so I think yeah, that pro- pro- probably every major, like lead ma- male actor anyway, in the 40s and 50s, probably played at least one Western at yeah, one point. Yeah, probably you know? a lot more. And probably more than that, but probably yeah. a yeah. lot more. So I think for for uh, more recent actors, like, they they generally try to jump on that because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, every, I think, I honestly think, like, most actors probably would like, would love to have that experience of making a Western at some point. And also, because there is so few, mm-hmm. the few that are made tend to be, um, usually tend to be good for the most part yeah. you know if not maybe like brilliant classic you know defining moments but, but usually they tend to be the, the, the ratio on the higher of, yeah, end yeah, yeah, above yeah. like above average yeah, yeah, yeah. because the ratio of good to bad is much so slanted in the way of good that usually yeah. it's like yeah. it has to really the people making it really care mm. about doing it because there's just so few in, in the first place um so i think that yeah where where like when it was one of the more prominent genres that got used a lot, mm. like you look go back to like the fifties and stuff, and yeah, I'm sure like they churned them out. There are great, there are great classics from then, but there's probably also like for every one of those, oh, like five bad ones, like yeah. you know, probably ten, <laughs> ten, ten that we don't remember mm. that we don't know about yeah. because they just turned them out. Yeah, um, you know, which is kind of what like horror sort of became, you yeah. know. And so, um, 
I think um, yeah. I think that yeah. So the tendency with the more recent ones is that they're usually good, you know, at least watchable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you say, like the a- actors tend to tend to be interested in doing them, and I'm assuming for that reason. Yeah, and then you know when you come across, and I mean then you know you get you know you get one good actor, and then somebody's else. Oh well, if he's doing it, let's check out the script, and then you know yeah. Uh, and I really like, yeah, Tombstone's good. Yeah. Uh, really good. other thing I remember of Tombstone, and this is, I guess, this is the other thing that probably sets it apart from other Westerns, but especially like, say for example, like Wide Earp, which came out after is, uh, super violent. Like it was like, and like, like bordering like a little bit on the gory side of violence. Like it was, it was brutal. Like, uh, There's much worse. For, 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 but like. A lot of a lot of blood and open wounds for yeah. for the Western genre. Yeah, it doesn't you shy know? away. But you I know. mean, that's the case with many of the more recent yeah breed of westerns. It's true. True. I I, I guess I think that's of fairly. Standard. I think of I think of Tombstone as and not as the recent breed of westerns. Well, I guess. recent is pretty much anything. Yeah, after I know the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? I, yeah. Once you could really kind of show blood and stuff, which is pretty much like you might the as 70s, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. they pretty much have have done so uh, for the most part, um, or even earlier, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really thought about it as being excessively no. bloody, but it seemed just normal. I think it was to rated me. R, probably. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, again, it's one of the things again, like the the modern Western, like foul language not necessarily shied away from yeah um, they, they also um the other thing where they went really wanted to go for historical accuracy is um the actual gunfight mm. um like the okay crowd gunfight was um uh which was actually like like six doors down from the okay crowd it wasn't actually that close to it but, uh <laughs> sounds but, sounds better if you yeah. said it in the but, um but uh um the um the actual gunfight they actually used all the contemporary like because there was a lot of investigation done at the time because of the question the questionableness of the legality yeah of, yeah like what, what happened. happened there yeah. there was a little very very in-depth investigation done um and so uh they used all of the records from the investigation to stage it as realistically as possible so it actually because it was only it only lasted 30 seconds yeah right the whole thing yeah well and so that's it's actually like that in the movie like it's a very that's brief, why it's yeah. so much of a bigger story because it also deals with the mm-hmm. vendetta afterwards yeah. and all that kind of stuff and a lot of the build up to it yeah. but the actual gunfight was 30 seconds about 30 shots fired in yeah. 30 seconds and, uh, um like you know. it's that's one of those like and that's how most of those oh, like yeah, western sure. gunfights but you don't usually the, see the, that the in, protracted in 15 minute gunfight yeah. all over town wasn't something that but you don't usually you know, see that yeah, in films yeah, right yeah. so um yeah so they 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 tried to be like very like get the positioning of mm. where everybody was in relation to everybody else the actual actions that took place they tried to get that all like as it actually was so. yeah that's pretty cool um yeah so Tombstone yeah. 1993 narrated yeah, by Robert five. Mitchum Really? Yeah, I didn't even remember yeah. that. Interesting. So, so I like I, I, I like the Robert Mitchum. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, Tombstone's good. Yeah. All right. All right. So. That's uh, my five. So your four. My four. My four. Is. Is eluding me here. 
My four is from 1969. Okay. It's the Wild Bunch. Cool. Uh, had a bunch of act- has a bunch of actors in it that I like. William Holden, or, uh, young Ernest Borgnine. Wow. Uh, <laughs> younger. Young, well, younger, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, good thing he was in stuff right up until... He was definitely not young in the young, 69. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. He would, he would have been yeah, younger is a better yeah. way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Um, it's uh, a little more... Uh, it's the sort of typical group of uh, uh, guys you know get together and do a thing um the um the main character played by William Holden actually is already like he's playing the because by 69 he also was a little older um uh playing he's like the kind of like aging gunfighter character well that's sort of what the whole story is about is that because it's set in 1913. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, it's like right at the end and, of... And yeah. so they, they've sort of... One last robbery. They're, they're moving into a different kind of world mm-hmm. where like... Well, I, or I should say the world is changing around, around them. Around them, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they're, they're old of, guys. They're the old guys who like yeah. can't really deal with mm-hmm. with that. And um, they're sort of um, struggling to come to terms with sort of how the world is changing. Yeah. Um, and so they plan like... The, the one last bank robbery mm-hmm. and then they're gonna you know retire and, yeah and things do not go well oh yeah and then they have to yeah then they end up having to they have to run off to Mexico and uh, well basically if they, they have to shoot their way all the way down and into Mexico yeah um, and uh, in uh, good classic uh, western style not all of them make it uh Lots, yeah, lots of casualties yeah, <laughs> on, I mean, on every side. I mean, speaking about violence, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this movie set a new precedent for oh yeah, and, for and it was really. Um, I mean, I think I mentioned this briefly when we were talking before uh, in some of the other episodes because mm-hmm. um, this whole kind of later '60s era, yeah, when you know the transition was happening from the code to the mm-hmm. to the rating system and all that, and then there was like this whole new. Because it was the the ones that are usually really cited is like Bonnie and Clyde, yes, and yeah. this. Um, that yeah, oh, where Bonnie and Clyde is just a bloody from, movie. <laughs> where it just went from like you you couldn't have any Anything. of that yeah. to like they they really took it the brakes really were off on all they that. Took yeah. it really yeah. far, especially with I mean with the Wild Bunch because you had a lot of blood, mm-hmm. which was something that was rarely seen, you know. And now you had the all of a sudden. You had the slow motion, yeah. blood spraying. You know um, the opening thing where the with the um, where the bat with the battle in the town mm-hmm. where there there's the battle between them and like oh, the, right. and the like law and, the law, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the the townspeople are being like caught in the crossfire, crossfire and stuff yeah. and it's just brutal. Like it literally looks like um, those things that you see like in like. Um, you know, war. Oh, like the guys running up the beach and just getting like mowed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that now, yeah. you know, like, well, it's, well, crazy. it's, it's both sides are just like firing indiscriminately at each other. Well, and just the chaos of yeah, like, how and people, it's super chaotic. People yeah. aren't there. Even if you're not intentionally mm-hmm. wanting to like catch people in the crossfire, it's just, everyone's running around and screaming and, yeah. you know, you don't know what's going on. And it's just like, stay that in chaos, your homes. That chaos <laughs> that happens. Yeah. 
it um yeah i mean it's so different from the old style you know the 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 good guy and the bad that, guy go out in the middle of the street yeah, with yeah, no yeah. one around you know uh at noon and and fire one shot yeah. at each other you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. it's such a different kind of thing you know um so yeah this was well, definitely it was, a big, it was, and, and very I mean, controversial I guess, because of that yeah um uh also i um interestingly enough i found like uh found out it wasn't it's uh i mean definitely it was considered like at the time it was considered like master masterpiece film um uh but uh critic rating on it has waned in years um which i found surprising i figured might have like seems like kind of film that really would stick but uh yeah um also a little bit longer film uh well over two hours which uh again for westerns westerns are uh often a little more again being late 60s film versus a 50s yeah. late well, 50s also film. sometimes it's the difference between like an epic and uh and more of a and I, I i yeah and i feel the wild bunch definitely borders like more definitely on the this is a very big story that they're telling yeah um but yeah no um sam peck and pa directed yep yeah he had done westerns before yep. but nothing like this this was like a beginning of a new era mm-hmm. um yeah really really beautifully filmed um I need to see... move, kill them. (laughs) Yeah, also, yeah, tons of... It's very macho, kind of, very testosterone-laden kind of story. All the main main characters... Because they're all those old-school, like... They're, like, tough tough as nails. Tough guy characters. And and also, but also, like, this is our last hurrah. Yeah. And, like, so, like, they're, like, not necessarily playing it up, but, like, like, we have to... We we can't back down now. Yeah, like yeah, this is yeah. our you know yeah, yeah, like for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Almost to the degree like, and I feel a bit about uh, like like they're in some ways. It almost feel like sometimes like they're trying to convince themselves that they still have it yeah. to do it. Oh, like definitely. like it's not so much moments of doubt, but like they just sheer, like cut shy of that. Like yeah. you know, um, but uh, but yeah, I haven't seen it in quite some time. I do I do need to see it again. But uh, right. I really, I really, it's, uh, it was, it was one of like, like I saw the wild bunch, like me and my dad saw it when I was a kid, probably not, not, not for, when I say kid, I mean, I was probably like 10 or 12, but you know, uh, maybe probably a little violent for a 12 year old. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm a horror fan. I've watched all kinds of stuff, Yeah, but I saw it for the first time much older than that. And I was still a bit like whoa yeah yeah mostly just because um i have a problem with like like especially that first battle i have a real issue with like innocent oh people getting innocent people getting caught in like you know stuff like that so it's like that really just makes me cringe yeah um it is always brutal and and more realistic kind of things of Mm -hmm. um you know, like, I, I really don't like things like, you know, Gangs of New York and sort of like that when it's really gritty and yeah, more yeah, yeah. realistic. I, I hate to use the word because it's like so kind of overused, but like visceral. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that really it, makes it, me... It's, it should be a banned word for that description, but that's really I what really it is. I really have trouble yeah. with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, yeah. I mean... It, it, when, I saw, I, when I first saw uh, Wild Bunch, I was like... Because I had heard about it for a long time before mm. being having you know grown up and being yeah. like a movie buff and stuff, but I'd never actually seen it. And then when when I finally saw it, I was yeah. just like, 
whoa yeah that's even that's more than i was expecting even you know um it's i mean it helps because of how it's done it's yeah, not yeah, so it, much you know it's 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 in the technique and not so much yeah. in the the what it's in the how it's shown yeah. yeah um and it gives gravity to the movie that i think helps with sort of the the overall like kind of the, that epic push state to it if it had shied away from that and been the very like well we wouldn't be talking about it now exactly because it, it wouldn't really be remarkable it, it would have been just been this is just a long western film yeah you know yeah. That, that that sam peckinpah directed yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it, sure. it wouldn't have yeah yep. yeah i agree there, there is weight that both the movie itself and the characters bring to it that if it did like softened on that it wouldn't have made it as good right. film yeah um so my four yeah I'm gonna flip my three and four. Okay. Because, for more kind of personal, okay, personal connection reasons. Okay. Um. So we'll do my four is gonna be my '70s pick. Okay. Uh, it is from 1976. Is the outlaw Josie Wales? I've never uh, seen that. With um, Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah. Also yeah. directed by him, um, and starring him. So um, that came across on a lot of lists. Yeah. And I was like, I uh, I, I don't know that. Sort one. of forgotten yeah. about it. Um. And so I initially didn't have it, um, and then I had something else as um, my seventies pick, and mm-hmm. I wasn't really entirely happy with it about it. Um, and I was just like, "Well, let's see, like, what's what's some other kind of recommended stuff from that era?" And then I saw this, and I was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "I've only seen it like once, and it was quite a while ago, but I remember being really impressed and just had, getting a feeling of like." this is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said before, you know, there's so many of these kind of movies that I just, I happen to see once in passing, yeah. maybe like on TV or like some kind of, you know, like on Bravo or something like some sort of arty thing. And then like, you know, I may never have seen it again since type of thing. But this one um, really stood out. Um, basically it's about, I guess since you said you haven't. Yeah, seen yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, so basically Josie Wells is like, um, he, his uh, family um, just before the Civil War, or at the beginning of the Civil War, his family is um, killed by these like uh, like pro union, like basically like a pro union kind of gang. Okay. Um, and so he joins um, the Confederate forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Civil War happens, and then basically the end of it, they're like, well, you know, that's that's the end of that. So you know, let's let's all just like everybody know, go home. Put our guns down. Everybody <laughs> go home. Yeah. And he basically refuses to do so and, you know, decides to basically continue on on his kind of, like, uh, vengeance. Um, and so he or he gets, like, a group together of other, like, sort of pro-Confederate uh, things and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit... Um, yeah, it's just kind of like a, what what it really is is um, uh, the main thing that makes it interesting is it's kind of like, um, it's a it's a Western version of like an anti war film, and it's mm. about basically like what war can like make people do, and how war can sort of push certain certain things forward. Like like uh, Clint Eastwood is very anti war himself mm-hmm. in in real life, and. Um, he uh, he talked about how um, you know you look at things like say World War Two and things like that where like when 
humanity is in a big war like that, how it pushes things forward in terms of like technological developments yeah. and and just sort of things well, like that. Well, big decisions have to be made in those and, times. And, and, yeah. and he's saying like it's really sad that like something as horrible as war is mm. what it takes for for humanity to kind of push things yeah. forward in terms of development well, and blah, blah blah. Right. I mean, it's like wouldn't it be better to have you know new technologies and new things developed for like good reasons rather than because of you know in order to wage better war like it's kind of you know brutal that way humanity like historically like conflict whether war or otherwise is what pushes us forward yeah and wars are the biggest example because we see the biggest pushes during those times but like if if you have no strife yeah then you you then humanity gets complacent but there's always some kind of strife. I mean, yeah. like, the problem is, you know... Yeah. But, well, that's the thing. Like, and you well, you get into that thing where, like, I guess we could say this is a more of a modern thing, say, post-Cold War, yeah. where we start to have to invent our own strife. Yeah. And so, like, now invention comes from, like, corporate competition, which, more or less, is a war without casualties. Well, without direct casualties anyway. Yeah. And, you know, so, like, that becomes the conflict. Yeah. Um, but, anyways. You need so, competition, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, but no. competition is fine. But, you know, the point is just that. Yeah. Like, but, I'm saying, but, like, war is when we always see the yeah. big pushes yeah. in historically. But the fact that it has yeah, to be yeah. on the. Like, the, such a grand scale of, of. Like, for the purpose of. Loss of life, so, yeah. So horrible, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and because of the fact that it's not only the people who die or blah, mm. blah, blah, it's those who go through the experience of well if you have to live through it of yeah. living through it and like how that changes them and mm-hmm. how that kind of ruins them as people a lot of the times yeah um right yeah and that's kind of what it's about so yeah. that's it's yeah. kind of uh his his and, of, and the i mean civil war like that's definitely one of those like um not maybe touched on well and as and it, much and but also was yeah. a so it was a brutal war. It's good because it allows him to make a point that mm-hmm. is very um, relevant mm-hmm. to any time period. Yeah. While still keeping it firmly in that Western yeah. m- milieu, as it yeah, were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, you know, yeah. it's something that was very much a thing of the time, but he's kind of taking a more contemporary yeah. look at it yeah. in terms of the effects. Yeah. No, uh, that that, uh, that, that really, sounds good. But yeah, like I say, Cleanest uh, was directed as well and, and really, really... Uh, good acting from him, mm-hmm. like uh, particularly, um, really, really, really great performance. Mm-hmm. Like because uh, a little more kind of range than maybe some of what it was. Like his earlier stuff was great, but it's sort of no more for that stoicism and that sort of yeah. like the stone faced, you know, the the sort of um, you know man with no name type of uh, yeah. thing that he was known for, which is great. I mean, it's awesome, but you know, uh, not necessarily a ton of range in terms of, like, emotional weight there. Yeah. Um, so this one is a lot more on that note, and, uh, yeah, it's really good. So, mm-hmm. The Other Law of Josie Wales, 1976. And it is very highly acclaimed. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on a number of, I saw it on a number one, of things. One of the best. And I, I kept I'm not like, really oh, going anywhere weird with it in terms you know. of that, but um, um, I'm just rating it a bit lower because I don't have as much personal mm. connection or familiarity with it, but... I do remember seeing it and being very impressed. Um, 
and you know, I, I had to get some some Clint Eastwood yeah. on. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, aside, from, I mean, it, aside from just, I mean, the, we can just like like honorably, Clint yeah. Eastwood is just all over oh, this sure. list. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, Unforgiven, <laughs> Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Fistful yeah. Large. That's yeah, three yeah. out of the four that I yeah, talked yeah. about at the beginning. Um, and there's more coming in the in the yeah. special in the honorable mentions. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I wanted to get something on there, and I needed a '70s pick. So there yeah. we go. Oh, Lodge as was '76. Awesome. Uh, so you'd be your three. My number three. Uh, my number three, uh, we can quickly go through this, is Tombstone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm also a huge fan of Tombstone. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's okay. super good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we talked about it already. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I had a feeling you maybe I, had I, it. I, I like the Tombstone. Your reaction seemed to indicate um, that maybe. I believe it was on my... It, 90s? It was all like an honorable mention on my the 90s list for okay. that year. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I don't yeah. remember it being an actual. No, no, it was it was it was I brought it up, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't. There are a number of things that I have. This was a tough list. Deliberately not mentioned before because I knew I wanted to save them for, for the Western for, list. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no t- tombstones. You know, like we said. It, yeah, from your reaction, is, I had a feeling it you is might just have a, had it. But yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, there's one crossover at least. Yeah, there we go. Um, right. And and I mean, we would probably would have had some crossovers with those special yeah. mentions that we have already used before yeah. as well. But um, all right, so my three then uh, would be um, a film that I really, really, really liked back in the day, like when I was younger. Oh, okay. I saw it multiple times. Um, over time, got a little bit kind of like started to really doubt it like oh maybe uh, maybe I'm remembering this like wrong or maybe I was just like a really dumb like kid for <laughs> liking it so much because I feel like like how could it really have been that good I'm sure it was probably crap and then in more recent years I've come come back around again okay to to being like no no I was right when I was a kid it was awesome and it's uh from 19 it's my 80s pick okay from 1988 young guns um this Young Guns was the one I really wish yeah. I had room to put on the list. Yeah, Young Guns is awesome. So yeah. basically, the reason that I got kind of worried about, like, oh, was it really actually good? Yeah. Was because um, it's not super well rated. Like, it's kind of no. in the middle. Which, I mean, it's not badly rated. It's just no. not, like, highly that rated. That surprised me. I it's thought sort of everybody liked Young Guns. Well, I think it's a generational thing. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the thing that kind of made me really start to doubt it was, like, was I started to think like, well, maybe like, because it kind of has rose colored glasses. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought like maybe it's cause it's more of like a, for a younger audience um, and it's sort of, um, Oh, well, like you, that, you happen to be the right age. Has that very, well, cause it has the very Brat Pack cast. Yes. You know, you have your Emilio Estevez, yeah. your Charlie Sheen, your Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, your, everybody, it's, your, you know, it's, Lou Diamond Phillips and all these guys that were kind of like very of the time, yeah. you know, uh, the 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 young the young mm. sort of hot actors of the time. Well, it's yeah. I mean, and it's that whole like like. Did you like Lost Boys? Yeah. Boosh, here's Young Guns. You know. Like, yeah, and it's <laughs> just it just kind of I kind of felt like like oh, it sounds like really lame. Like you know, let's take the cast of you know like a like a John Hughes movie and <laughs> put them. In I Western. mean, almost yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably terrible. Yeah. But it's not. No. It's and good. not only is it not terrible, but uh, something I didn't know when I was younger, even though I really liked the movie, is it's actually very historically accurate. 
huh. it's actually very well thought out and, and made. Which is a, which is surprising because you think like yeah, you would not that, expect that, that. Like considering like the cast, you think it would be like the, the like least the, historical. The, like, the bracket yeah. they were shooting for yeah. with this. Supposedly, yeah. somebody cared. Somebody really cared of it. Yeah, well, yeah. it was the writer. Um, I think his name is uh, John Fusco. Fusco. Mm-hmm. If I'm, unless I'm getting that wrong, I didn't write it down. Maybe you can check. Since you got your phone. Young Guns! It is... Pretty sure it's John Fusco. I'm getting a huge cast list here. Where's my director? Writer. I want the writer. Yeah. Uh, John Fusco. Yeah. John Fusco. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher King. So he wrote... He wrote... um, He wrote it. And yeah, like he was very concerned about uh, historical accuracy and stuff and and being realistic and stuff. So yeah, it, it was really... I didn't even know that when I was younger, but apparently it's actually quite um, accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, the sequel, uh, Young, Guns, Young 2. Guns 2 from 1990. never saw it. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, you should watch them both because... Is it good? Is it also good? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Uh, it's not as good as the first one, but it's still quite watchable, quite decent. Um, that one has a little less historical accuracy, um, especially with like character deaths. Mm-hmm. Because, like, um, for example, um, King for Sutherland, who plays um, Doc, he he um, he uh, um, insisted on because there was like a scheduling issue or something, and he, he wasn't going to be available to like do the whole movie or something, uh, and he insisted on being killed off in like the big, the big battle, like the big shootout, like uh, earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, he insisted on being killed off, which in reality. Uh, his character, like, basically moved away and like lived to like a pretty decent. Old oh, age. oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's not at all what happened. Um, but um, he insisted on it and stuff. And John Fusco didn't want to do that because he originally had written it as to what really happened. Um, but he eventually gave in um, because I, I don't know if maybe Kirsten wouldn't have done it otherwise, or I, I don't know exactly. But um, he he eventually gave in on it, so they changed that. And then a similar sort of thing happens with. Um, uh, Chavez y Chavez, uh, uh, Diamond Phillips character. Yeah. Um, he gets killed in the film by, um, Pat Garrett because I think for that they needed to be, it, it was more of like a dramatic choice. Like, oh, you have to have one of your, your, what are your posse's One of your die. hero's buddies, you know, friends has to get killed by the yeah. sort of antagonist because in order to kind of show like, oh, we mean business. Um, so they did that, but in real life, Chavez y Chavez lived in, like into like the 1920s. Oh, jeez, right? yeah. way later. So, so I mean, like decades later. So, I mean, like it, the, there's stuff like that. So that's in the the sequel. So uh, they definitely compromised a little more in the sequel for for dramatic purposes and and some uh, uh, behind the scenes reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one apparently is is very accurate and yeah, very cool. realistic. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I just really like it. I love um watched a lot when I was younger. I don't I haven't seen I it never some understand time, but... like what happened with Emilio Estevez. Like I guess he just he wasn't I mean, I know what happened with him. He just wasn't really big into the whole kind of being a mainstream big star and yeah. having people bother him and paparazzi and all the kind of usual stuff that comes with that. Yeah. In very um, personal reasons yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's like a much more mild-mannered kind of wanted more of a, a real mm-hmm. life kind of kind of person so I, he kind of really kind of took a step back yeah. uh which i totally understand and i and i and i'm like you know hey that's that's what you got to do to have like a because i mean look what happened with his, to his brother yeah well his brother's like i'll step in his brother went the exact other <laughs> way 
and his mother was like, Emilio, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> and and now look what how it's yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean in the in that sense, um, I, for those who don't know because of the difference in but, name, Charlie Sheen is his brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're both Martin Sheen. I think that is that's sons. one of those things I think almost everybody knows now. Most people there know. was a time yeah. when you could blow people's. I remember yeah. like I remember when I found out, yeah. I was like. Oh, and it, because of course, he like kept the family's the family, sort of yeah. more ethnic names, yeah, right? Yeah. Because because Charlie Sheen, of course, is actually Carlos Estevez. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so you know, like they 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 have the they, yeah. they changed to the sort of less ethnic kind yeah. of name. Yeah. Um, but Emilio Estevez kept his, um, and they look so different too. So yeah. I mean, I mean, they look well. There's features that are similar when you see them. Charlie side. Sheen looks more like his dad. Than For sure, absolutely. Does. But I mean, there are features. Like I'm not saying they're like fake brothers. Like you, there are features that you can yeah. see that are the same when they're like side by side. Yeah. But they look quite different at a glance. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, but uh, he he never really went in. But um, the few things that he did where he was like the main actor, like um. But maybe doing stuff like Free Jack might have yeah. sunk his career a little too. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. Look, he did make some crappy on, movies. On paper, Free Jack sounded yeah. like a good idea. He did make time. some crappy movies, admittedly. <laughs> yeah. But um, he also, you know, but in stuff like this, like he was so good, mm. and he could have really had a lot of opportunity as a great, like, leading actor if he'd really kind of stuck with it. But you know, like I say, like obviously yeah. he wasn't keen on well, doing that. He didn't. Want I mean. You know, uh, kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, it, in in a way, like it's sort of like if you look at the cast of this film, yeah. it is other than Keith Sutherland, it's a lot of actors that just went on to have like a career. Yeah, like Charlie Sheen became notorious, yeah. but in no way was an amazing actor. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, he's done lots of movies that I liked, yeah. but he's he's well, not Keith Sutherland. You know, Lou Diamond Phillips is almost more of. Um, He's more of a character actor almost. Yeah. Like he works yes, consistently yeah. all the time. Yeah. You see him in things, but he doesn't have a lot of yeah. real high profile leading roles. Yeah. Which uh, is an Dermot interesting route to uh, go. Dermot Mulrooney. Mulrooney. Yeah. I always want to make it McRooney for some yeah. reason. Dermot Mulrooney, again, like he's done some good roles, yeah. but like n- like didn't become like triple A actor, yeah. you know. Well that's uh, fine. Yeah. No. But uh, but yeah, so yeah. Young Guns, yeah. 1988 is my number three because yeah. I just I loved uh, it when I was younger and yeah. Jack Palance, I, I went awesome, the, yeah, the best, yeah, the bad yeah, guy. There are like, some older, yeah. there are some older. Uh, who's the actors who's too, the but. actor who plays the like the old guy that hires him? Uh, um, Terrence Stamp, I believe so. I'm pretty sure I, it is. I've got the thing right. No, there. I think you're right. Yes, it's Terrence Stamp. That's, yeah, 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 that's what yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, man, if you if you haven't seen it in a while, yeah, yeah, and you've never seen the sequel, you should just watch. I should them, just watch, watch those. Them both yeah, and, yeah. And they're they're good, man. Yeah, they're good. Uh, oh, also should be mentioned uh, the song for it. Well, that's uh, for, it, also for the sequel. That's, the, the, yeah, that was oh, that from. Yeah, yeah, is the, that where that's from? The, bon, okay. the John Bon Jovi. Song John Bon Jovi song. Yeah, because they wanted to use um, "Wanted Dead or Alive." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they contacted John Bon Jovi about using that. And he was like, well, it doesn't really fit. Because, I mean, like, the lyrics, you know, despite this kind of perhaps kind of Western feel in some aspects of the song, the lyrics are very contemporary. I mean, they're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, very more more modern things. So it's like he, he was just like, wouldn't it be better to just write a new song? Song, yeah, that, that fits that it a little fits more. better. And so not only did he write the song, yeah. um, Blaze of Glory, which Blaze is like Glory, a big yeah. hit. Yeah. sort of theme song for it 
um, again, this is the sequel. This is this was not for yeah. the first movie, but um, maybe I have seen the sequel. I just John don't remember. Did he write the song. He wrote like an entire album worth just of songs for the movie. For he wrote like basically a soundtrack album, um, and he's in the movie too. He oh, has, that's he has you know what? It's fairly small part. I have seen the sequel. Okay, because I, I remember because yeah. I remember Bon Jovi well, being in. Here, 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 here. You, you know Here's what it an is? Easy thing to know if you've seen the sequel or not. Christian Slater. Oh. Yeah, okay. Christian Slayer's only oh, in the second one. Okay, then I have seen the sequel. There you go. You know what it is? I think I attribute a lot of Because you actually brought that up when we were talking about Cuffs. Cuffs, yeah. Because we were talking about oh, how he's, he, yeah. he had done, he'd been doing period movies Pe- where he had yeah. to do an accent and stuff, yeah. and one, Robin Hood was one of them, and then you mentioned Young Guns, Guns and it's yeah. like, yeah, it, but that's actually Young Guns too. Uh, you, you know what it is? I think it's Arkansas Dave, he played. <laughs> yeah. I, ha- I, I think I attribute a bunch of stuff I remember from two to one like fair the enough. Bon Jovi stuff fair enough I thought yeah. that was that's one that's all two yeah, yeah that's yeah. all two two well, is still good though I yeah. mean, two's fun it's just two is more of like a just a movie yeah whereas one is kind of like more yeah. special I guess I don't know you know yeah. but Young Guns they're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. Close. Young Guns was um, it was real close to being on my list yeah. like it was love Young Guns yeah alright uh, funny story about oh. it too uh, I got the um, most recent like um I found a good price and everything. I bought the most like recent like Blu-ray. Oh yeah, uh, release of it uh, to have it in my collection. Turned out the Blu-ray does not have the commentary on it. The the director. Why does the Blu-ray not have the commentary? But if you look at it, the DVD release from the same time. Yeah. Has the same cover design, right? Like you know how like new editions they oh they they they, they, they make new cover yeah, yeah, new, yeah. new new sort of like marketing stuff. So it has like the same cover and everything. It came out around the same time. The DVD has the commentary. The Blu-ray doesn't. So I actually, probably the first and last time this will ever happen in my life, I went back to the store and actually exchanged the Blu-ray for the DVD because I was just like, you know what? What's the point? If it doesn't have the commentary. I feel I feel glad that you told me that yeah. and not that you bought both. No. I, I, <laughs> no, I just straight up said, I was like, the Blu-ray is worth more. Like, I literally went straight back to the store. Like, yeah. it, it was probably, like, hadn't even been, a, you know, it probably was, like, the next day or something, yeah, yeah. or at least the same week. Yeah. And I had the receipt in the whole nine yards. And I just went back, and I was like, look, I was like, it's literally, it's an the inferior, same The movie, Blu-ray is other than the same movie. visually. The Blu-ray is going to cost more. It's actually technically worth more. Yeah, yeah. But it's worth less to, to me. Yeah. Because I have the commentary, and that's stupid. So I was like, uh, can I just switch them? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, thank you. That's um, weird. That commentary. Maybe I didn't have a receipt. Maybe that's why it was a bit tricky. Yeah. But they, they, they. That seems weird that they, they wouldn't have the commentary on the Blu-ray. That's yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Dumbest. Like I've never seen that before or since. Like that's such a weird. Also, I feel like you could get like a Blu-ray two pack of Young Guns one and two and with commentary and a bunch of like that seems not like a no-brainer. All not if like, they didn't yeah. put it on the weird. Disc. Weird. So anyway, yeah. all right. All right. So that's my three. All right. So it would be your two, Gun I guess. Guns. My two. Yeah, um, it's going quickly. The most recent Western film I've seen. Okay. Uh, also, as it's my number two, one of my more favorite Western films, uh, True Grit. Okay. Friggin' love True Grit. You, you didn't see it when it came out? Uh, I saw it like a little bit after. Okay. Like I saw it like a year, maybe two years okay. after. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. check in because there's another Western that I know that you've seen. That came out after it, because I saw it with you. But uh, we'll get to it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was just confused. Oh, but no, if you didn't see True Grit right away, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe no, no, no. It's it's like I heard great things about it, yeah. and I was like, I need to see that. And then I like 
Fair enough. As often you do, yes. you just kind of more uh, movies come out. You've mentioned it a number of times. I have before. Brought it up, brought it up before. Uh, I think we talked about it on the remakes. Yes, yes, uh, that's what I talked about. I don't it was on the it, on an actual. It was on my remix list. It was yeah. oh, okay. I so I'm sure. not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it at a time. I here wasn't now. sure if it was um, on the actual list or if it was an honorable yeah, mention or what. I I it was like I think it was like four or five on my okay, remix list. Okay, fair enough. Um, it, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, it like really like I mean in some ways like plot wise has some of like the least of the like quote unquote typical western stuff. Not like a ton of huge gunfights. Not a ton of like it's it's like super small cast a lot of it is riding horses talking in the woods kind of kind of stuff yeah. um jeff bridges very is very intense though amazing yeah um i forget the actress's name uh who plays the the girl there Tanya steinfeld yeah thank you um she's awesome yeah. like it's that made a big splash as, oh yeah as, as far as being like it was it's that perfect repertoire first, uh, between like the young girl who starts to suddenly grow up and live in like an adult world and she's just smart enough like she's smart enough to know she's still a kid but also like yeah. how to deal with needs, an adult needs help and then like then the Jeff Bridges character who is like on the other end of well the like he's like way too old and practically has to be babysat yeah. because he's like like almost given up kind of you know and then and then Matt Damon is like the right in the middle like yeah. like just young enough to be too a little too cocky, yeah. or just old enough to be like afraid, Matt when, you know, man, baby, man. yeah, um, yep. No, and it's also uh, Coen, Coen, Coen Brothers, Brothers film, film. Yeah. yeah, which I think when we talked about Coen Brothers films in that uh, at one time there, yeah, it's it really really good, and um, I was very <sighs> gratified to see. Uh, like online and stuff and like lists and yeah. that oh, it, also it's like I think one of the highest rated films on my it, list here it's too. often it's... not only is it very high high rated yeah. but it's often considered better than the previous film oh oh like uh, the original yeah yeah yeah. I don't like to call it the original because uh, they're both adaptations well, of a book, book. Yeah. But, yeah again that's what came up but in yes the, I guess yeah. technically well, what people would call the original yeah, yeah. which is the, the John Wayne version yeah Um. which Evidently, the John Wayne version is, doesn't have a lot to do with the. It's a. Yeah. It's not a, as a uh, narrative. Um, it's not as an accurate um, of the of representation of the. Story. Never been a John Wayne fan. Don't really like that type of thing. And uh, I just. Right. Um, um Yeah, I, it was very gratifying to me to see that. You know, especially because it's always the tendency to be like, oh, like like remakes. Even though, like yeah, I say, yeah, this yeah. technically isn't a remake, but. You know, people always say, "Oh, like remakes are stupid and blah blah." Yeah, yeah. And people are generally very negative and like, I don't like think oh, do a better why, job. why isn't like Hollywood ever come up with anything original?" Blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, which again doesn't really technically apply here because it's an adaptation, but whatever. Mm. Um, you know, it was already not original because it's from a book, but yeah. But regardless, it was very gratifying for me to see that it was this was really well received and that people were yeah. actually like. Especially because the Coens, you know, had previously done, they did their Lady Killers remake, which yeah. was not well received at all. Yeah, yeah. Generally no, considered one of their worst Not ones. good, it's not good. So, you know, the fact that they were delving into the sort of land of remakes again, yeah. uh, sort <laughs> of, and that this one was actually good. Um, I, I th- was, yeah, like, was cool well, well, like super, yeah, super good. I mean, it had... Because like, I was just worried that, as good as it was, I was just worried that it was just going to be a whole lot of, like, like, oh, remake, remake. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the fact that yeah. people actually looked past that and said, like, no, it's actually really Well, good. yeah. Both, you know? it, 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 it got it on. If it, you it went a, both ways. Like, not both. It didn't go both ways. It got both. Like, public loved it. Also, critically loved it. Like, yeah. Had, like, 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 eight or ten Oscar make, nominations. Didn't yeah. win any, but. If you make it and it's really you know, good, then it's like you can kind of replay it in a way. It's just like, if you can make it good enough to push a yeah. previous film out of people's minds and make it that yeah. when they think about that film, they think about that version now, yeah. you know, um, then, hey, cool, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, no, I I really like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Trigger. Jo- Josh Brolin it's, uh, it's really plays good. a real good, like, filthy, like, yeah. out, like uh, not really an outlaw. I mean, he is an outlaw, but, like, yeah, he's, mm, he's, yeah, gr- good. he's gross. He's gross. He's gross in this movie. Yeah, it's good. He's it's not just, pleasant to look it's, it's at. It's a more recent. It's a bit more recent. Um, yeah. I've only seen it like the one time. Yeah, same. Um, and you know, it, it was really, really good, but it's not so much my style. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't have it actually on my list because I don't have a lot of um, long time attachment to it or anything like that. But it's really good and certainly one of the best of any kind of recent. You know. If you look at, I mean, 2010 it came out, so that's like this decade. So, yeah. you know, like that's that's pretty notable. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's as good as it is, considering that it hasn't had time to sort of like, you know, garner kind of proven classic status. Yeah. But it kind of feels like an instant it, classic. No. Uh, so, all right, all right, yeah. So, so my two, your number two. Uh, probably uh, my two is the most recent. Oh, okay. As well. Ooh. Okay. On my list, um, must my two thousands pick? Okay, um, it's probably something. I mean, it's a well regarded film, but wouldn't necessarily be considered one that would necessarily. I just said necessarily way too much. Uh, <laughs> that would it would kind of be put in the same sort of class as some of the other like big classic classics. Mm-hmm. But it's more it's for my personal yeah. attachment to it because. Um, more so than probably almost any other films on this list, on my list. Well, definitely more uh, than any of the other films on my list. Um, I've seen it the most. I'm the most familiar with it of any of these. Hmm. Um, and have the most kind of just like, like yeah, see that movie because good. Hmm. And it's uh, from 2003, Open Range. It's all my honorable mentions, yeah. So that's... Costner again, but mm-hmm. where I'm not really that big on a lot of the other Costner stuff because it's like a little gets a little lost in the whole, you know, Costner being yeah, just sort of <laughs> trying to be overly yeah. epic and maybe a little pretentious and blah blah. blah. Uh, whereas like I felt like Open Range was not that. Yeah, uh, it was really more of a turn toward uh, more straightforward, more real. It's uh, a it's a like a real like. Gosh darn Western Western. Yeah, and like, I think the the real key keys to it is um, loud guns. Basically, <laughs> is is the like the cast, but specifically yeah. it's um, well, it's him and the uh, chemistry. Him and Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Yeah, um, oh. the chemistry that they have is really amazing. Of being kind of the the sort of like they got that kind of um, you know a little bit of that uh, you know kohai senpai. Uh, yeah kind of uh relationship you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> that's a, a good way of putting there's it. a yeah. reference that not everyone will get um but you know like just 
because it's not really a father-son thing. It's not like a brother thing. And it's like, I mean, I guess they're, it'd be closest. They're from, they're from clearly. But basically, like, Robert Duvall is the senior kind of. He's he's the boss. It, they even call him boss. That's like his nickname. There's respect that yeah. goes both ways. Yeah. But it's different kind of respect yeah. going both ways. Yeah. yeah. Like for example, there's this whole running thing about this sort of um, Costner's character. His kind of. Um, I should say he directed this as well. So yeah. This is one, yeah. you know, like with some of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there's this whole thing with Costner's character with there's implications of this kind of like dark past. Yeah. Yeah. That you do, well, that's like that you don't know. That's the big thing that sits yeah. that is like separates him from from uh, uh, Robert Duvall's character. I almost said Robert Redford's character. Boss. Uh, from yeah, Robert Duvall's character is like. Robert Duvall is a cattleman, yeah, and like that's his life. Yeah, Kevin Costner's like he's come he's, into it. From he's, he's, I mean, something else. They've been they've been they've been doing it together for a long time, right. but he has a past. Yeah, and it's and they're like part of that respect. There goes like like he does. Robert Duvall is very much like your past is your past. Yeah, he doesn't pry too like, hard because yeah, he sees know. he sees the man that he is now yeah. and he's not so worried about what he might have done in the past. I mean, like that whole like whereas he, man with the past yeah. and then versus like the older man sees like yeah. sees it judges a man for his now. Like that is like a again sure. a very super Costner done, film thing. But it's done very very well. Yeah. Because of the performances. Yeah. And 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 then on for Costner's character he he's kind of that thing That's, of like he he carries the sort of guilt of like, you know, can I ever really move forward from mm-hmm. what I used to be type yeah. of thing? Um, Will I always be a man who's just killed men? Yeah. Or can I be yeah. more I mean, than I, that? You know, yeah. I, I don't want to like for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, I didn't really want to spoil too much, but I guess I might as well. I, so basically, what it what it is is that in the Civil War, he was essentially um, part of like what in modern terms. It was essentially like an old west version of like a black ops team, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, you know they would do missions behind the scene, behind the behind enemy yeah, lines, like, stuff. like yeah. sort of black, like like yeah. like like off the book Sab- missions yeah. where they would just go sabotage, in and assassination, just like, just like yeah. you know kill people, yeah. um, to contribute for without you know it being a direct, which like technically is like like you know would be considered very like disarmable, blah yeah, blah, yeah. you know. Well, but, considering like he has, the Civil War, like most of the Civil War was very like lines of men yeah. fighting lines of men meat grinder yeah. situation. So it's that thing of where he he could do that because he's that you know he has that thing in him that just allows him to like not have a conscience about yeah. you know killing people that he thinks deserve know, it <laughs> or not that deserve it, but just that are like like well, like that's his assignment. That's yeah. what oh, yeah, yeah. you know. He believes in his cause, so therefore... And then afterwards, it was kind of like, well, hmm, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's, you know, wars... It's that if whole, it's, like... Should it like, ever really... Whether well, you like think the cause like, is just or not, should it rather ever really be that easy to kill somebody, yeah, yeah. you know? Well, like we talked about with uh, uh, the, the your number four pick there, uh, the, the Clint Eastwood film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're like, war's over, go home now. Yeah. What does a man like him do? Yeah, you know, like how does a man like him fit back so he, in? So he has kind a hard time with yeah. with kind of um, you know he doesn't talk about it until later in the film, but uh, um, yeah, he, I mean it's uh, he has a hard time sort of Annette Benning. Yeah, yeah, Annette Benning's so character so is the, the one who draws that is, out is of that, him. Yeah, yeah is kind of the romance storyline, yeah. which is really interesting because it's like a very um, uh, different kind of. It's a very sort of interesting and 
very sort of for for like Hollywood type of things very like age appropriate because yeah. you know they're actually both like middle aged and stuff I and mean, not to say I mean very attractive people you yeah. know they they're still the actors but yeah. but you know he was Costner was like forty eight in two thousand three and yeah. and uh, no betting was like forty five yeah, yeah so you so. know so it's you know it's it's a little different than your mm. typical kind of thing um, but they're both both characters are she plays like the town the town that they end up in. She's like the doctor's yeah. uh, uh, sister, and then initially they totally assume that she, she's like the white the, the doctor's wife or whatever. Yeah. So they're all kind of like, oh, we don't really want to, yeah. you know. He he's sort of interested in her right away, but he he feels like he can't like overstep his bounds. And it turns out like no, she she's That's actually like, the doctor's yeah, sister, yeah. and she's like this totally like, like spinster, like never married, you know, never been able to really have. It. And so they're and. And so, like, a lot of it is about, like, what's that all about, you know, and... The yeah, what's of, her past? The, How kind come, of, yeah. the kind of damage that they both have that have prevented them from kind of, you know, mm. finding sort of fulfillment and happiness in their lives type of thing. Um, and uh, and then you have, like, Michael Gambon is, oh, like, a is bad, the bad guy. Oh, guy, yeah. So, oh. you know, um, so there's all that kind of stuff um, where, you know, he's, he's trying to... Uh, you know he's like a like a ranch like a ranch owner yeah who kind of uh has this tight fist around this town and he's like uh violently anti uh like free ranging yeah uh right which is what they do because it's all um yeah because well because for yeah he's all about like he, well, just, it's, he wants you know a, a, the central conflict of the film is like old world cowboy meets yeah, yeah. the up and coming new world yeah yeah like, so he he's yeah. all about like the you know being like a like a tycoon and like mm. you know, owning land and owning yeah. all this stuff and yeah. you know you can't even move through my land without my say so and without mm. you know being under my you know yeah. jurisdiction and stuff like that and it's like you know they're just trying to do like the old fashioned you know free free ranging and you know they're not doing anything that is illegal from you know as far as they would understand it um, and all this kind of stuff um, and uh, yeah and so it's just basically the conflict escalates and you know there's um, some of their friends get taken out and blah blah. blah and then there's this whole thing. And yeah, it, well, it's, they try to rally the town. And, yeah, it's yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah. It's it's That's great. It, it, so much stuff happens. Like I couldn't even. I wouldn't want to describe everything. I probably already said way more than I really should. Um, I just would highly recommend it. Beautifully shot. I mean, as most western, most good westerns are beautifully shot because you know uh, the 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 environment is mm-hmm. such a big part of the western. Um, and the way it looks, but uh, yeah, it's beautiful shot, great, great locations, and just great acting, um, good story, just a lot of different stuff going on, um, and they really save the kind of like violent stuff for the end, so it builds to like well, the whole movie, you know, the, it's you know it's coming, it's much more but, tense yeah. because it's like there isn't intermit, it's not just like constant intermittent. Mm-hmm like gunfights and things like that or, or violence it's like everything just builds to an explosive and i mean and it's never like super graphic like it's not like yeah. we've talked about some other yeah, yeah, yeah. that are really violent it, it never gets like that but it just uh when it does get to the uh the fight part it's very um it's very powerful mm-hmm. it's just like you know their revolvers are like cannons. Yeah, and it's yeah, just, yeah. It, and it, everything is very like just powerful. It's an impact, mm. um, and it's amazing. It uh, is. It is the very like the kind of movie like and and it's great you, because it's, this movie could have played out 
excuse me. This movie could have played out without a gunfight. Yeah. Like, it's well, that kind and of it's, film. And, it's, and what's great about it is that they aren't looking for that. They no, don't want no. that. It's something that is pushed into yeah. because basically well, they, their only choices are like... They're not outlaws. They're not... Their only choices are to like completely back down. Cowboy, cowboys. Yeah. They're, their only choices are basically totally back down and and basically, you know... Like acquiesce to let, the, what's let this been told guy do, yeah. you, you know, let this guy do whatever yeah. uh, that they know is clearly like just morally wrong or like stand up to him mm-hmm. and do what they feel they have to do. Um, so it's like they don't want it to escalate yeah. to that level. It's just that they they really have no choice. I mean, I mean they they have a choice, but the other choice is yeah. not acceptable. <laughs> I, you know? It's probably also like like sort of like because it's the choice of basically allowing it's it's the choice of fighting for your freedom yeah. or allowing that freedom to be taken away. Yeah. And it's like that's not really a very good choice. Uh, the the sad, sort of the saddest thing about the film is like. Knowing how like history played out, yeah, like, yeah, all for not unfortunate. Uh, like, in a way. makes for a good story, in, but in a way, you know, in like in the end, you know, of course, landowners win, win, yeah, and all, you know, but, like, you know, you eventually, know. but not for yeah, it's a, a time, not right away. It was, yeah. it was something that happened over time. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. number two is Open Range 2003. No. Awesome. Uh. Yeah. No, that's good. That's well, a good one. I, I. I. I knew you liked it. I assumed it was going to be on your yeah. list. So. Love uh, it. All right. Oh, I have a funny story that goes oh. with that. Okay. Uh, when my dad would come and visit, oftentimes we would go and see a movie in the theater. Mm. If there was something out that we were interested in or whatever, and he would come and he'd just be like, well, you know, you can go see a movie. And we're like, um, not so much lately because it's like we've had very limited time. Um, but uh, yeah, we used to do that a lot. And uh, and I just remember that that time is when this was was this was out. And he was like, um, you know, so, you know, we'll go to the movie and blah blah. And I was just, and he's like, well, which which one were you interested in? I was, and I was thinking, um, and I was just like, oh, uh, open range. Mm-hmm. And he, and I just remember my dad's like, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully he listens, so hopefully he'll remember this. But he was just like that Kevin Costner cowboy movie. <laughs> like he just expressed so much surprise because I think he didn't know that I liked yeah. those kind of movies at all. And I was like, yeah, it looks really good. He's like, okay. And we went. It was awesome. And yeah. I, I've loved it ever since. So it's just one of those funny things. Yeah. So, yeah, Open Range. Great stuff. I've watched it many times since I own it. I own it on DVD and yeah. stuff. So. And I've watched it with other people. And, yeah, it's great. Cool. All right. So my number one. Yes. Um, my number one's real on the nose. It has to be. Um, it's too good a movie not to put in this position um it breaks your okay that's fine you, you, well, you, you got whatever um and uh it's unforgiving yeah yeah it's that's not surprising I, I it's just so freaking good yeah it's i mean it's another like, case of where everybody that i know I feel weird about the fact that I don't like it as much as everyone else I know. Like, it's really good. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I don't know. For me, it's too, it's, it's too dark. Oh, it's hella dark. I don't just mean like in the sense of what you think. I just mean like, like in general. That Morgan Freeman's in it? (laughs) Wow. No. I just mean. But Morgan Freeman is in it. He's awesome. It's visually dark. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also like sort of totally dark, which is, I mean, it's fine, Mm -hmm. but. Um, 
but it's dark but it's also just has this kind of real somber mood mm-hmm. through the whole thing that i just kind of like i don't know i guess just kind of bumps you out <laughs> Uh, so, I can see that, but I, mean, I can see that. Yeah, that's a valid. I mm. mean, you could say that about like you know, uh, you know, Schindler's List. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah plenty, exactly. Like, yeah. like that's a valid. Yeah. Uh, that's not something to be to count against it's, a movie. It's, it's just not really my kind. It's of thing. a very. It is a very serious film that doesn't. I mean, like straight from like it's like it first you're like oh it's like a revenge film like these girls get attacked and, or the girl gets attacked and because yeah. her face cut and like oh we need you know. Uh, Clint Eastwood's character, you know, comes out of like I've got to bring him out of retirement to help, and you know, like you're like, oh, like I've seen this before, but like it doesn't, it doesn't like ramp up to yeah. like where like those kind of films normally get to. Yeah. It does maintain a little more like sort of a like you say a little more somber, a little more even keel. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so yeah. I just it's never been. Like, I think it's really, really good, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it'd be silly to... Oh, Gene Hackman. Oh. It would be silly. So, it would, so would be bad. silly to so try... Like, to, good, bad guy. Yeah. It'd be silly to try to argue otherwise. Yeah. Obviously, it's great. You know, the acting is great, and mm. the, the, you know, the direction, obviously, and, and everything about it is great. It's just not so much my kind of thing, and so, you know, oftentimes when people are like, oh, yeah, forgiven. it's like, oh, it's the you know, greatest Western, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, okay. I, I just... <laughs> I, I just don't seem to be as enthusiastic about it as most people. I, I could definitely, like, in, you know, sort of in, in lieu of, you know, this being a top five, like, I can definitely, like, flip it and probably True Grit back and forth from one to two. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Ad Nauseam. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, they're very different kind of, yeah, like, films, which yeah, true. Um, makes true it tough. But... Uh, I mean, there's there's a similar element in that in that aspect of it being like the older kind of mm-hmm. you know arguably kind of over the hill sort of you know yeah 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 but, you know la- uh, la- um, last hurrah yeah 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 uh, I, I, the wild bunch has that uh, yeah, you know yeah. yeah I mean it's definitely a, a trope that happens pause okay. all right so yeah so yeah so my number one is yeah unforgiving all right that's cool I get it yeah yeah I. I... <laughs> uh, my number one mm-hmm. um, is uh, my, I mentioned it briefly. Yeah, when we were doing our sixties list. Okay. Because oh, okay. I had a hard time deciding between this and Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, mm. and on that list, and I decided to go with Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Hey, save it for this list. Just well, because it just had a more. I just love Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. It's mm. just one of my all-time yeah. favorite films. So, so I just had just a little bit more for for me to just be like oh, so classic um but this is like a very very close under it um and in many ways this is actually the better film in a way um and 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 should be uh for reasons which i will shortly explain and it is from 1968 uh so it's my 60s pick obviously mm. uh once upon a time in the west yeah uh of course gotta have a sergio leone film on the top uh, those are my favorite kind of westerns, um, and Once Upon a Time in the West is a freaking amazing. So, Once Upon a Time in the West is like essentially. First of all, it's the movie that was never supposed to exist. It was never planned to exist. Um, Sergio Leone basically um, 
he was done with westerns mm-hmm. and he was going to move on to do other things. Um, I think at this point he was already planning or thinking about um, the project that would eventually become Once Upon a Time in America, right. which wasn't done until like the eighties. Um, but um, I never saw that. Was it any good? Yeah, oh. it's, it's it's good. <laughs> um, but um, you know he had. I'm sure various different ideas, you know, where he wanted to go with things, but he'd made enough Westerns. He was done with Westerns. Uh, and then the studio contacted him, and they were like, if you make us another Western, we can get you Henry Fonda. Yeah. And Henry Fonda was, like, his favorite actor, or at least his favorite Hollywood actor anyways, but I think it was just, like, his favorite actor. And he was just like, oh. Okay, well, I guess, I'm making, I guess I'm making another <laughs> Western. So because he was kind of done with Westerns at that point, um, he uh, went, got together with, like, his sort of team, his sort of creative team that, you know, worked on the scripts and things like that with him. And you, they got together, and they basically crafted their idea of, like, what, like, the ultimate Western would basically mm. be. By going back and, like, pulling out, you know, not not... Not copying, not being unoriginal per se, but just pulling out kind of the elements, the basic elements that they thought were the best from Western, any all Westerns before, and basically combining them into like a new form to make kind of like the ultimate, mm-hmm. you know, the mega Western. Um, uh, Clint Eastwood declined to uh, to return and be involved um, after having done the Dollars trilogy, um, so um, they got. Um, uh, oh god I always forget his name uh, uh, Charles Bronson Charles Bronson yeah. as the new uh, leading actor um, and he's great um, man with the harmonica uh, and there's this recurring thing of like this haunting harmonica theme of course it's you know Maestro Marconi is back for the music of course as usual um, and the th- he has this haunting harmonica uh, um, sort of uh, motif that comes back throughout the thing, and which is representing like the actual. He's actually make, doing that, you know, the character, technically. Yeah. Um, even though it doesn't sound live, obviously, but then again, they make it sound. None good. of the dialogue is live, anyway. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> the dialogue in in Leone's stuff is always recorded after, um, and. Uh, and then Henry Fonda plays Frank, the the, the, the bad guy, and um, he when when he showed up, he showed up like with the sort of bad guy facial hair with like dark contacts to like give himself like dark like bad guy eyes and all this kind of stuff. And Leonardo was like, no 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 no, the whole point is that you're Henry Fonda. So it's like he basically had all that taken away, and he wanted him to look like Henry Fonda. So they basically because. Uh, people need to understand at the time Henry Fonda was like you know uh, very popular yeah. American actor so he he was like v- viewed in a very positive light mm-hmm. uh, you didn't him, make Henry Fonda a bad guy for him to be <laughs> a villain would was a very big deal yeah. right like a very big deal that was the effect yeah. that he wanted he wanted to get that effect because he knew how powerful that could be because of his what his image was and if he doesn't change his look at all, it just literally makes him look just like Henry Fonda. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's just, 
like I can't really I don't want to go into too much depth because I could basically literally talk about this yeah. for for another hour. Um, but I mean, it's basically Sergio Leone, the ultimate director of the spaghetti western genre. Um, you know, uh, and it's this is his crowning achievement at, uh, in terms of westerns. Um, so really, like I say. Um, I like The Good and Bad and the Ugly a bit more just in terms of I there are certain specific things about it that I just really love. But in many ways, Once Upon a Time in the West is actually an even better film overall. Uh, it, I, I think it's, it's definitely like The Good and the Bad and the Ugly is like, that's... It's so classic. I don't want to say it's an easier film to love, yeah. but it, it's like that well, there's, versus there's like... There's so many classic yeah. individual moments that you mm-hmm. can kind of look at and be like, and it has that music and it has yeah. that... I mean, they all have great music, but, you know, Good and the Bad and the everyone knows that theme, you know, for example, and it has... His, his iconic look. Yeah, and it has Clint Eastwood. Yeah. It has, you know, it has that... It's some really classic sort of characters, you know, is Eli Wallach. Yeah. You know, um, Tuco. It just cl- really classic things. So, and you know, the whole the the standoff at the end, the ecstasy of gold sequence, all yeah. that stuff. Because of all that, I kind of put it a little bit higher for me personally. But in terms of as an overall cohesive like work and as like a work of art and a whole piece, in many ways, Once Upon a Time in the West is actually even better in some ways. Um, it's it's just great. Uh, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, um, Man, there's so much, like I could just go on and on. I mean, there's there's so many classic things. Like there's the whole, like, very Leone esque, like the the train mm. sequence where there's the three, uh, the three killers that like go to wait for the train, and the scene just goes on and on and on. I mean, there's a whole section where like the there's the one guy kind of like half dozing on the chair. And, and there's, like, the fly that keeps landing on his face, and he's, like, trying to <clears throat> get it away and stuff. And it's this whole... And there's all this stuff with, like, the water from, like, the tap, like, the, the, the water tap, like, uh, dripping, and, and it's, like, you know, really loud and stuff. And and there's just all that, like, the sound design and the way that that's incorporated with the music, and it just goes on and on and on. Then uh, the train comes. The train goes by... And nobody's there, and yeah. or like not nobody's there, but nobody gets off. Nobody, yeah. And it's like all this time spent waiting, and then there's nobody there, and then the train goes, and there he is on the other side, yeah. the, um, the harmonica, uh, Charles Bronson, and then they have the whole kind of like showdown that takes forever, and then like, oh, and I should mention that the three guys, the three killers, are like well-known Western actors, like from other a lot of other westerns and stuff. Uh-huh. So like, they're people that the audiences would be familiar with, and then like. He just, he literally kills them in, like, a second. Yeah, yeah, he just blasts them all away. And then that's it. And they're done, you know, after all this build-up. And then, you know, and it's very Leone. And it's just, like, one of those things where it's just like, oh, okay. So that's how this is going to be. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I haven't seen this since... the classic line, because the lead lead guy from from those three killers, and and, because they have, they look back, and they've got their horses, right? The three horses. And, uh, and, uh, the, uh... (laughs) <laughs> uh, harmonica looks and he goes and then the, the, the lead killer he's he's like oh looks like we're one short because there's only three horses and harmonica's like brought two too many <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I haven't seen so this classic. in such a long time I saw it on a lot of lists and I remembered so little of it that oh, I just so like it, it is extremely long because yeah. it is 
full epic you know, yeah you know i mean all of the stuff was long but this is really long but it is oh, so good so good. yeah it, so it, good. like i said like i, I should probably watch re- this before i watch young guns really i have to really <laughs> any of them yeah but yeah i have to really restrain myself because i could just like yeah. go on and on and on about it but hence yeah. number one yeah I, I I unfortunately it like not even kidding I was like I, it's 25 at least 25 years since I've seen yeah, this we, so. we should if uh, if we can block out some time it'd be cool like if I could bring it over and we could watch it yeah. watch it together yeah, that'd be I should, cool uh, cause I haven't watched it in a while yeah, but it's great it, it, it's like one of those like oh, it's just I don't so remember anything about so it it's I'm yeah, it's <laughs> which great. is like like cause like I'm no, I'm. It's like it's one of those like I haven't seen I know, all of your stuff picks. Or I know some of them I haven't seen in a while. I know a lot more about the film yeah. that I remember about the film. <laughs> like it's like oh, I know all the trivia about the movie, but I don't remember. The- <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. All right, so that's it. Yeah. So uh, just do a run through of our top fives or top fives here. Okay. Uh, my number five is Good, Bad, and the Weird. Number four is The Wild Bunch. Number three is Tombstone. Number two is True Grit. Number one is Unforgiven. All right. Uh, so I got uh, Tombstone five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Outlaw Josie Wells at four, mm-hmm. at Young Guns at three, Open Range at two, and Once Upon a Time in the West at one. Nice. Uh, honorables. Uh, uh, lot, lot of ones that you mentioned. Probably yeah. Young Guns. Yeah. Uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Maverick. You know those special, more special mentions. Yeah. Um, uh, open Range. Yeah. Uh, couple of. Uh, oh well. Um, both the nineteen sixty and the twenty sixteen Magnificent Seven. Right. So. Uh, um, I still have not seen the new version. You haven't seen the new one, which, but I know you're a huge fan of the old one. So I do yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, well, but I do like it. it. It's come up before. Um, yeah, yeah. But I've not seen it yet, and it's one of those things that I just haven't got to it. I'm sure I love it. Yeah. I love that cast. There's a lot of it's like Anton Fuqua directing. Yeah. I love his stuff. He's one of my favorite directors. It's and Washington, and, and yeah, yeah, of course yeah, it's yeah. Washington. Yeah, it's yeah, a remake. It's a remake. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that, that again, that also it's Anton Fuqua. Yeah. They've worked together several yeah. times. Yeah. Um, even as recently, I mean, because they did the Equalizer movie. Together. Right. Right. But uh, which, to some degree, I was like, because they did this movie that sort of delayed the equalizer two, yeah, yeah but i was like well i mean if they feel the need to do that to make it really good then mm-hmm. okay but at the same time i'm kind of like ah why they have to do that i want more equalizer man yeah uh, but you know that's cool but yeah i haven't seen it but i i'm sure i'll love it i mean uh i haven't really heard a ton about it like good or bad really so yeah. uh, i think review wise it it did a little. It did do that kind of landed in the middle, it's kind of sixty percent yeah, kind of category. Me. But I mean, um, I, you know, I really like a lot of the actors involved and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely want to see it, but I haven't gone around to it. Anyways, sorry. Um, uh, and also, um, now uh, doesn't necessarily hold up, maybe to scrutiny by today's standards for various cultural reasons. Uh, but I've always enjoyed Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Uh, which is... But it's more of like a straight up comedy. Oh, yeah. Like it is straight up... Western yeah, yeah, West, trappings, yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know, the jokes are in service of the fact that these are tropes of the West. Yeah, that it's we like can a make. spoof. These are... Yeah, it's, it's, it's not really it's, a Western, it's, it's, it's a spoof. It's a spoof, yeah. Western. Like, it, it exists on like, these are things that... Uh, these are tropes of Western films that yeah. we can make fun of. Uh, you know? As we were recording this, um, yesterday... Was Mel Brooks's ninety first birthday? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and um, 
I guess last, uh, this is definitely more on the special mention side, as it's actually not a theatrical film. Um, it was a TV series that kind of more or less played out like a movie, um, Lonesome Dove. Yeah. Which, it's, um, yeah, it's like a miniseries. It's like a miniseries. And then they made Lonesome Dove, the series. The series. an actual series, yeah. but it wasn't... It was wasn't, not... No, no, it wasn't directly no. related. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of, like, Western things, Western films TV, that attract, like, the crazy cast. This had a, a, a Robert Duvall, Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. Danny Glover, Dan Lane, and Jalka Houston. Yeah, well, like it was, it was like that era. Nuts. It was that era where yeah. mini big TV miniseries because it was before like cable. <laughs> Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> it's before like premium cable had yeah. really um, eroded. Yeah. Like uh, where now all the really like premium stuff is either on like premium cable or on like streaming yeah like, like netflix, netflix or yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. but like but before all that became you that's thing, what these that's what miniseries you were, know these. regular networks still yep. got a lot of prestige with mm-hmm. with what they with a lot of the things they did and um and and miniseries were mm-hmm. one of those things where you often they would attract like you know before felt like like big actors like uh future actors and stuff like that would ever do like, like normal TV. like now yeah. like they do tv all the time yeah but you know because they often sort of consider it like equally prestigious if not more so nowadays um but uh at the time it was like miniseries was the one time where you would actually yeah. see like some pretty famous actors and stuff on tv mm-hmm. lots of lots of lots of miniseries with uh quotes tied like the event of the summer yeah. or the event yeah. of the and that was right up through like yeah. I'd say probably the 90s oh yeah easy know? easy so I, maybe mid 90s I think it was probably yeah it was probably I yeah. remember when they were you know then they did like like Merlin with, Merlin with, yeah. with um uh, oh god uh, Jurassic Park yeah Sam Neill Sam Neill thank you when they did the Merlin yeah. miniseries with Sam Neill and that was huge and you know, there, there was uh, a lot of stuff like that right through, like, even the 90s. But, uh, yeah, that's all kind of gone now. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, it's better now, arguably. Not even arguably, really. Yeah, There's yeah, no, no question There's it's no better question. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now you have great actors doing all kinds of things uh, in terms of doing full series. Now you have the thing of, like, where you don't really have so much mini series as like you have like event series where they'll do like maybe eight, 10 episodes. And if it goes well, they might do more. Yeah. Cause Merlin you know? was 98. Yeah. So that was, our, that was, yeah, well, yeah. It's still yeah. Nice. it was definitely like the two thousands yeah, where but, things but now, really, like I say, yeah. like now it's like you do event series or you do like uh, cable or streaming series that might only have like 10 episodes a season as it is, yeah. you know, and then they might do, you know, or on real, in a real extreme case, you have something like you know Sherlock, where yeah, they yeah. do three ninety-minute episodes, yeah. sometimes with you know a couple of years, years in between, between seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, you know those the actors have huge careers. You know, like those guys, mm-hmm. both both of the main actors in Sherlock have massive, massive careers now, doing all kinds of features and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I just got a few All there. Right. I mean, uh, basically, it's one of those like most of the stuff uh, that you've mentioned. My honorables. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff here. Uh, uh, True Grit. You, you talked yeah. about already. Um, the 2010 version, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Wild Bunch. You talked about. Um, 
the more recent one that I was referring to when I was because like, oh, yeah. I was confused with the old is uh, Django Unchained. Oh, that was 2012 yeah, yeah, we saw it in the yeah, theater, so. yeah, I like that. Um, it was okay. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Uh, uh, saw the Revenant crop up on a lot of lists, and I uh, I was like, no, that's because that's like um, I was like I was like that's, that's pre western because that's, yeah. that's like colonial colonial and i was like yeah yeah but regardless i saw it on a lot of western lists i was like huh well again it's that like what we talked broad, about broad like it's that, a little too broad broader yeah. definition that they're using yeah uh butch cassie and the sundance kid yeah 69 that actually we already briefly talked about yeah, that yeah uh, violence level <laughs> because of um in reference to the fact that it was sort of like a trial run for the sting yeah oh you know, yeah that's right yeah, same director same two lead actors yeah. very similar tone of like yeah. the, having a lot of humor and stuff mm. and, and the camaraderie but good. but they you know the sting obviously took it way yeah. further so you know it's good but um but the sting's not a western so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh magnificent seven we yeah. mentioned already um the 1960 version because like i said i still have not seen the 2016 uh shane 1953 yeah one of the few 50s ones yeah that I, would, I haven't seen Shane one so. of the few 50s ones that I would recommend because I'm not usually into 50s yeah. ones it's good um, it's good that's um it, uh uh it's the lead actor I, I don't remember uh, the lead actor's name Jack Palance is the bad yeah, guy yeah I, I don't remember the um the the, the Shane uh it's somebody Shane, I know but um what made me think more about it is that there's a whole there's a lot of reference to it and actually like footage from it in uh logan uh you know the, the oh yeah, yeah recently yeah. um so it's it's a little bit more in the public consciousness again maybe oh right right you yeah because it's a very old film obviously um have to have uh have to mention for a few dollars more because it's the one part of the Dollars Trilogy that hasn't been talked about yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only one... 1965. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's good, but yeah. maybe not quite as good as the first and third. Yeah, I think... Yeah, um, yeah. Another, a little bit more later... Uh, well, I guess not as much as Unforgiven, but a little bit more later uh, era... Um, uh, Clint Eastwood one that's really good is uh, Pale Rider, 1985. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, and then also... Um, uh, another Clint Eastwood one, not quite as good, but still um, worth mention is um, High Plains Drifter, 1973. Mm. Um, That's a good one. And like Hill Rider that. and High Plains Drifter are a good kind of like, they kind of go together well because they have sort of a similar um, Yeah, I like High Plains Drifter. Thing. Um, and then, um, well, Dead Man you mentioned, 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a, um, a couple of kind of oddball mentions that I want to make. Because um, I, I put them kind of near the end here because yeah. um, it, it don't really fit with anything else, and I'm not sure that they would necessarily be considered great films, but uh, they are interesting in some sense. And uh, one of them is uh, from 1965, um, Cat Baloo, which yeah. is kind of like a comedy, like not as much of a spoof as like uh, as. Um, not as much of a spoof as say something like Lizzie Saddles was, but it's more like a comedy mm-hmm. western um, with um, Jane Fonda. That's the movie from a few a few weeks ago. It, you brought it up a, a few uh, maybe like a month ago or yeah. so, and and then like the next week I was trying to remember. Oh, okay. That's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. So yes. What I remember of thank it, you. What I remember of it is because I saw it on TV, and what I remember of it is uh, uh, how the hell do you spell that? 
Oh, uh, so cat is just like cat. Okay. And then blue is uh, B-A-L-L-O-U. Okay. Put, I gotta put that on the, uh, the, the to watch list. So, yeah, um... The thing that's really memorable about it. See, is in, in my mind, I remember you calling it, it something "cat blue," and so yeah. that's why I was. I so, kept asking you about. There's a Western movie with the word "blue" in the title. What's memorable about it in particular uh, is um, Nat King Cole and Subby K play like these kind of like, kind of like troubadour kind of characters. Uh, mm. I guess the the shouters they're called, um, and they um, so they basically just show up randomly kind of throughout the movie and they like playing like the ballad of cat blue and telling the story mm. through song type of thing uh so yeah so it's like that kind of true art thing like you, you know there's been a couple movies that had like a thing yeah. like that um but it's just such an oddball kind of thing but mm. it fits the sort of tone of it being a bit more of a comedy kind of thing but um it really stood out to me because I was just like, well, that's so odd. Like, you just don't see that in, like, any other kind of movies. I guess it's a bit like, um, uh, Robin Hood. Yeah. Disney Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Hood. Little, little time, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like where it's the, got, like, the musical. Yeah, 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 where he just kind of comes in and kind of tells the story through yeah. the song. The, the narrator. Yeah, yeah, narrator. yeah. It's like a narrator kind of thing, but it's, it's these singers. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but yeah. I feel yeah. it was worth mentioning. Um, and then the other one um, that I want to mention too um, was um, uh, from 1976, uh, oh. the Missouri Breaks. Oh, okay. Um, because um, oh. this, uh, the Missouri Breaks is just weird, basically, um, and <laughs> it's. Uh, I I had to talk about it because I have a very interesting story behind my exposure to this film. It's not a super well-regarded film. Wouldn't necessarily be considered. Has a bit of like a cult following, I guess, but it wouldn't be considered one of the best mm. westerns. Uh, best westerns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's a western with. Um, it has like um, Jack Nicholson, uh, Marlon Brando, um, like a bunch of people, uh, Randy Quaid, Harry. Oh Stanton, wow, that's that's uh, quite a bunch of recognizable people, um, and uh, they're basically. Uh, Let's see if I can really get this right because it's such a weird movie. But so Jack Nicholson, his sort of gang, as it were, they they're like um, cattle rustlers. You know, like they steal. Or I think they steal horse. No, maybe they steal horses. I think they steal horses. They're they're horse thieves. And uh, there's this whole thing where the conflict is with um, this like landowner mm-hmm. um, who hires. And then there's like this whole like romance plot between like Jack the Jack Nicholson character and like the daughter of the landowner that is like he's in opposition to so it's this really weird thing but uh he hires this like bounty hunter um that's Marlon Brando's character to go after this like gang and it's just the weirdest thing ever because it's like this is 70s Marlon Brando Mm -hmm. he is way far gone into Brando land at this point and uh also, <laughs> he, well, because okay, already there's the whole thing of like you know he didn't like to like learn lines. He would just like read lines and stuff, right? Mm. Like while he's performing, you know. And I mean, and it works great a lot of the time because it's Brando. He can get away with it. I mean, stuff like uh, you know in Superman when he plays uh, Jor El in that, and like that great speech that he does when he's placing the baby in the ship yeah, to like yeah. be taken away and stuff. He's just straight up reading that. And it's amazing. Yeah. But not every actor can get away with that. 
Um, and then later on, he would have an earpiece, and he would just have like an assistant read the lines, feed the lines to him while they're literally shooting. Um, so you, you wouldn't learn anything. The things you can get away with when you're a but, big deal. <laughs> but the other thing, the thing for like this movie is if he didn't like respect the like script or, or like he would just make up his own lines. He would just pretty much just ignore it and do whatever oh, he wanted. Geez. So, I mean, it is so bizarre. Like he he his character has this weird like quasi Irish accent. Uh, he like wears disguises throughout the movie <laughs> to like go after these guys that he's hired to, to mm. take out. But like they're just like the weirdest disguises. Uh, he has his own like weird like weapon that like he like handmade. That's like this weird kind of like harpoon like <laughs> throwing club thing. Um, wh- uh, his first introduction, I think it is, uh, um, is uh, his, his horse. You just see his horse coming along, and and he's not there. And it turns out like basically he's riding. Oh, like on, on the, the side, side like of the him. other side of the horse. Yeah. So you can't tell that there's. Like, it's just so weird. He, uh, this movie, like, you have to see it to believe because it's just like... What Missouri Breaks. The Missouri Breaks yeah. in 1976. Because huh. it's, it's so weird. Okay, and it's uh, it was directed by Arthur Penn who did um, Bonnie and Clyde, actually. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, uh, so my history with this film is what happened was I was... Another story with my dad. Mm. And I was visiting him... And somehow it came up, whether we were talking about westerns or just movies in general, I don't remember. Maybe he'll remember. Um, but he was just like, what about Missouri Breaks? Like, I don't know if he just asked me if I knew, if I'd seen it, or if he just assumed that I hadn't because I'd never talked about it. And he was just like, you gotta see Missouri Breaks. So I was like, okay. And, and then... Uh, this was before, like, it was necessarily, like, there's a lot of options on how to, like, view movies. Oh, yeah. So, we had to, like, call around to, like, video stores in town and <laughs> See try who track has down it. a copy. And we eventually found one and, like, rented it and, and watched it. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> um, and I've since, I was, I've since been able to find my own copy, so I have it on DVD. Um, and it's just... I feel like I, I don't even really know like is it good is it bad I have no idea yeah. but it's interesting like it's definitely uh, not something you forget and, and it's definitely something worth watching for its uniqueness um, but you know I, I have a lot more uh, that sounds interesting I, I have a lot more leeway for like some of the like like people are always like oh Marlon Brando is so crazy but um, a lot of that is actually uh his sense of humor because oh, yeah. he liked to basically mess with people. So a lot of the stuff that people attribute, like there's no question he was eccentric. That's fine. But like a lot of the things that people attribute to like, Oh, crazy Marlon Brando. It's like, he, he that's, he was just messing, messing with them yeah, because yeah. that's his sense of humor. Um, you know, for good or ill, but mm-hmm. you know, that's the way it is. So I just think, you know, he's a great actor. Obviously no one, no, no one, uh, no one argues that point. Um, and, uh, he just had a very interesting approach to things. Uh, especially by this point, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Missouri breaks. Um, I had to kind of, I wanted to like leave it for the end as like something that, like it, it could almost be on the list just because it's so interesting and different. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's really that's sort of where like good the for me like the good, the bad, and the it's weird. It's not super well regarded, but yeah. it kind of has a almost a bit of like a not like a cult following, but like almost a little bit of like a 
there's something there. There's a glimmer of something there just because it's so different. That's where, like, the good, the bad, and the weird, like, falls yeah. for me. Like, uh, it's a bit odd. And I also just wanted to mention, the very last thing I want to mention, because, strictly speaking, not really Westerns in the... Uh, this is actually what I thought when you said 1976, but I was wrong year. In the narrow sense that um, that we would define it, yeah. or as I just defined it. Uh, I, but I did want to mention, because they are have such strong grounding in western tropes and are you know more western than a lot of other things that people call western yeah, yeah. Um, and it's uh, one you've already mentioned Back to the Future Part 3 yeah. 1990 uh, and the other one is Westworld yeah see that, when you yeah, yeah I, I thought that Which was when you said western, 76 I thought that was Westworld science fiction movie but I mean it yeah. uses the western tropes yeah. to such a large degree yeah. and it's you know it uses that as its basis so yeah. well it's that it's the core conceit is of the film requires is like is western so it's all right yeah it's not like like you say like some of the things that like well by the plot of this film and what happens in the film it could be set anywhere yeah oh like westworld clearly i mean by its own like it has the feel of a western but it's technically you know not because it's a science fiction shot by robot yul brenner yeah (laughs) super terrible fake 70s uh, blood yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the worst fake blood I've ever seen and it actually when I saw it as I love the movie mm. but when I saw it I was like I feel like that really undermines the movie to, to a certain degree because the shocking aspect is supposed to be the fact that that this is all supposed to be like simulated yeah, and yeah. it's like an amusement park essentially and but he just actually got shot, yeah, actually yeah. killed, yeah. and how horrifying But it looks simulated. But it looks so <laughs> fake that it's like, they kind of undermined the yeah. credibility of the storyline there. Yeah. Especially but, by that time, there was kind of no excuse for it. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, the, the excuse is the fact that that's, it all, like, almost all movies look like that. That, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just, that's the, I just, that's why I call it, like, it's like 70s blood, because yeah, yeah. it always, is that super bright. Yeah. You know, and and just which is you know not what it looks like, and uh, yeah, it's just it's very seventies in that regard. But um, yeah, it really well, cool. depends where you get shot. Um, yeah. And it's probably worth mentioning, obviously, that the HBO series, yeah, which, Westworld um, is yeah. not again. It's same kind. It's of, very different from the movie, but yeah. obviously based on the same. In concept, some ways, less a di- lot less of it is less tied to its westernness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah There's yeah. a lot more that you see a lot more of what's mm. happening outside of the actual Westworld itself. Yeah, uh, in the series, but uh, and and uh, it deals with much larger yeah. issues than what you see in the yeah. in the movie. Uh, the movie is more just a straight up thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens when futuristic amusement park goes bad? Yeah, yeah. it's more versus like, it's more uh, the TV show is much more about like it's the implications of a concept yeah, such as more that. Ex- yeah. existential and more yeah. like yeah. psychological. Um, and uh, the the movie is really more just a thriller. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a survival. Yeah, the, the TV show is much more about like the implications of what happens when you are basically manufacturing human beings, yeah. <laughs> fake human beings. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, awesome. Top five West, uh, always good when I can. We can do a top five, and I can put a put a couple of put a couple of movies on the queue to watch. Yeah, um, although the queue doesn't need to get any longer, but you know, um, uh, could have something to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a Western. I know this is already yeah. good. I already know this is good. Definitely. I can, you Definitely. know. Um, Definitely. So, uh, excellent. All right. Um, 
Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening. Yes. Uh, next week, we're going to be uh, back with a movie for 106. Yeah, we'll do a movie. And uh, yeah, we'll watch a film. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. So uh, until next week, I'm Chris. This is it. Cheers. Bye-bye.